Welcome to Pastor Steve Shoyebo's podcast, where you are empowered for greatness through biblical teachings. Without any delay, prepare yourself for today's sermon titled, Biblical Financial Matters. May God's blessings accompany you as you tune in to listen. Thank you. Father, we just want to thank you once again. We bless your holy name. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will breathe upon your word, touch my heart, help me to manage the time. Help us to hear you. Open our hearts that we may receive of that which you desire for us to receive. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Amen. So this morning we're continuing on biblical financial matters. And I'll just run real quick. Uh, that Pastor Shea, talked about dangers of money. And our Pastor Allah came in to talk about profiting. And Dick and Joko talk about, talked about earning. And Osinachi, P. Osinachi, Pastor Osinachi, a matter of the heart. Biblical financial matters are a matter of the heart. And uh, yesterday, I mean, last week I came in and I told us, the word of God says, Beloved, I wish that thou mayest prosper in health, even as your soul prospereth. I said, God wants us to prosper. And I gave us some instances of what people are saying about uh, prosperity, what it means to them. You know, we saw all of them. I didn't make that up. But I give you a biblical caveat, or caveat, whatever they call it, through the word of God for First Timothy 6, 17 through 19, which says that teach those who are rich. Because every one of you, you are rich. Whether you like it or not, according to the standards of their standards out there, as long as you live in this America, you are richer than 80% of those people in the world. Okay? So we are all rich. We are all wealthy. And as I came back to tell us that it's the word of God says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud. He doesn't want us to be proud whether you, th- you think you have or not. Not to be proud, not to trust in their money. Don't trust in this money because we've been talking about money. And it's not just about money, it's totality of everything. You know, talk about health, talk about financial matters, everything, how we relate with one another, even our relationship. He said, because it's unreliable, our trust should be in God. It's written up there. You know, our trust should be in God, who richly gives us power. And it gives us everything that we have for our enjoyment. There's nothing wrong in you enjoying. enjoying. It's the scripture union of those days that we want to look morose and say that, oh, you're not supposed to be enjoying. That's too, it's a far cry from what the word of God is telling us. It says, tell them to use their money to do good. I didn't make it up. It's there. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those who are in need. You're not those who are in want. Those who are in need and always being ready to share with others. I like that part. Always being ready for those that you may share with those who are in need. Share with others. Your money, your being rich, your being wealthy, as it were, your having money or being comfortable is for you to be able to share with others. It's not for you to just hold it for me, myself, and I or my family. It's for you to be ready at all times. And I pray that as we have shared that verse, 19 tells us the answer. It says, by doing this, you'll be storing up treasure as a good foundation for the future. Anytime you see that, it talks about investment. Whenever it talks about good foundation for the future, it's not now. For the future, so that they may experience true life. And that's how you can experience true life. I went through some things with you and I gave you some insights on some uh how to do budgeting, how to, you know, save money and all that, how to preserve money. 
uh, never to borrow, never to borrow money, give money to people that you can't afford to lose. You know, everything is in the word of God. We use Proverbs 22, 7, saying the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is a slave to the lender. You know, I mean, every one of us, we borrow from time to time, but what you are borrowing for, make sure that it's in accord with the alignment and the will of God for you. You know, I told some, some of you, and because I got a, a few phone calls, I said, don't borrow to start business. And, uh, but what you didn't hear was that I said, you can borrow to grow the business. Borrow to, not to start it, because when you grow, when you borrow, that's my, my saying, if you borrow to start, you are putting yourselves on, under undue pressure. But to grow the business, I agree with you. But that's neither here nor there. You know, so today we're starting. I'm going to give you four things. If you can finish it, fine. If not, after Dr. Olimide Emmanuel comes, we'll continue. And I'm just going to call it information so you can have these early situations. Information, initiation, investments. I love that part. Maybe I should even start that first. Investments. And the last one is interdependence. Information. Information is key, people of God. Proverbs 3.13 says, Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. To find wisdom and gains understanding, it's about information. You need to be a lifelong learner, people of God, in order to be successful in any way, shape, or form. Our lives, you know, many of us, you may not realize this, that we're sent into this world to die. Hey, that sounds morbid. But the question that we have to be asking ourselves, what are we dying for? And you have to be looking for information in order for you to be successful in anything. Even in your marriages. Learn. Be a lifelong learner to be able to know how to please God that you may please one another. And in that way, you have to constantly seek to improve. Don't just get that information. Use it to improve yourself. Information giving is a means of communication, people of God. And don't get it confused with ideas, um, advice. Okay? As you're becoming a lifelong learner, make sure that the information that you're getting, they're of quality. Every one of us, whether you like it or not, when you get information, look for some few things. Make sure it's accurate. That's called accuracy. Be consistent with that which you're getting. As you're getting that consistency, let it be a unique thing because that's what's going to make you stand out. And in that way, you will be complete. Not just in yourself. In God, God will help you to be completed. And that within the time slot that is allotted to you. Five things that you need to know in, in those things. Keep it to heart. As I've said it, I pray that the Lord will inoculate you. You know, as you look for information, whether you are trying to do business or you're trying to do investments, you're trying to make sure there's, there are those things in there. You know, so some of us also, when you're trying to get information, please, in your mind, try to take that thing whereby you want to use somebody. What do you want to give back to that person that you're getting information from? In the transaction process, whether it's in business, whether it's in real estate, whether it's in investment, it's not about you taking, taking, taking. Be there to give back to that, to that person that you're getting information from. And also make a decision. And that leads me to initiation. Decide to use that information. Don't just sit on it. When you receive that information, the initiation that we're talking about is to be to have initiative. 
the word of God already told us that happy is that man that finds wisdom. Initiation is to cause or facilitate the beginning that you want to do something and you initiate that program. I don't want, I want, to, I don't want to minimize it to business only, you know, but even in marriages that you want to please one another so that God may be pleased looking up to God the author and the finisher of our faith Proverbs 16.3 he says commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established if you don't commit it into the hands of God you have missed it or we have missed it Proverbs 29.18 he says where there is no vision the people perish it's so simple there's got to be a vision in that which you are initiating there's got to be a vision in that which you would desire to do. Because Romans 8, 28 says, all things work together for the good of them that love God. Who are called according to his purpose. You know what makes us to stand out between those people out there in the world and those of us who are believers? It's because we have God. Because we have him on our side, in front side, back side, and everywhere. If you have committed into the hands of God, you cannot fail. I keep saying it and I'll say it over and over again. Even when you think you have failed, it depends on how you perceive it. You did not fail because God is not a failure. Amen? Our God is not a failure. Let me make this real quick. There are strategies that you need to know, you know, when you do, when you, when you, when you, when you're doing, when you out there to initiate. Have a success mindset. Many of you, because they say some people will fail, they did this business, they did this course, they did this program, and they failed in it. It does not mean that you will fail. You, first of all, have that a change of mindset within. And that includes spiritual alignment with God. For Philippians 4.13, he says, I can do all things through Christ. It's not through you. Through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. He's the one that's strengthening us to do these things. Take a good step of faith. Go on and do it. You've got to gather that information. Now it's time to initiate. In those things, those strategies, you know, for those of us in business or marketing, I say it again. Last week I said, were you, are you, do you think you're here for a business seminar? And some are going to say, yes, no. Yes. In church, this is how, this, they say if, they, if they've written it in a book, the black man won't read it. In church, we want to teach you the totality of everything. You, you've got to be a learner. You've got to hear these things. Don't let them say that. Don't talk about money in church. It's a lie of the devil. Make up some strategies. Is it in your positioning? Is it in your pricing of your market or whatever it is that you're doing your business? Is it in pro- promoting it or packaging it? You know, for me, that word packaging Sometimes it doesn't sit well with me. But you know what? It's okay. Package. Everybody say package. Package it. You know what I realized? Pastor Opie. No, don't worry. Murray, lift up that, lift up that bag in front of you. Would you please lift it up? Lift it up to the congregation. Turn it around. Look at that. Look at that. People of God, we could have used a brown bag. That's what we give you when you come here to you know, visit us or worship with us for the very first time. It is called packaging. We have to make it look good. 
make it look enticing because I tell people, I say, do you know what's inside what you're giving you? Apart from the Bible, there's one million inside. We don't just give one million in a paper bag. Some people, they, you come to their homes, they want to give you a, a, a gift and they give you a plastic bag. and say, Don't do that. Package yourself. Present yourself. Wherever you go, that your business may grow, that people may want to come back. You know? It's not only you, you've got, you know, you've got to give God something to work with. He says, I will establish the work of your hands. He says, yay, I will establish it. How are you going to establish it if you're giving God that which is not even at the level? Amen? Look about yourselves, people of God. It includes, includes everything. There are sales tools out there. Last week, I gave us a, a different apps where you can do budgeting. Because we're talking about how to save money. And I know most of you took pictures of it. Now it's time to go on and I hope everyone went on it. I'm not trying to sell it because I didn't own it. But I hope everybody will go on and do it and start budgeting. Start writing down your goals. They said, they did a a research. and said, 3% of people who wrote down their goals were the only people successful out of 100. So why would I not be part, part of those three people? You know what? The word of God says the poor will always, always be amongst you. But I didn't see Steve's name in, in the name of the poor. Did you see your name there? Say, I shall not be poor in the name of Jesus. I will not be poor. I don't want to be poor. Amen? And support. Look for support. Look for people who will help you to build it. And then do this because I know I've tested it and I've tried it and I'm still doing it. Try as much as possible to work yourself out of your business rather than working in it. What did I say? Work yourself out of it rather than working in it. Because when you are working in it, which means you are just creating another job for yourself. There are things that you need to do whereby you will create more and increase in, in uh, the, 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 the business rather than just working and be doing it by myself. Be that when you say you're a true, true, true CEO, CEOs don't, they don't put their hands and be doing things like that. You need to <laughs> pray for Pastor Steve too. Amen. Now, this one that I told you I like, I've given you information, initiated investments real quick as we wrap up. The word of God says, which one of you is intending to build a tower that sitteth not down first? Why do you think they put first there? My Yoruba people have it and add it. But since I can't translate it, I won't say, sit down first. Recently, they said, another, uh, some boy said, mama, mama, calm down. Let me use that to translate it. Calm down. Sit down first, meaning detach yourself from emotions or getting too happy. Whether you have sufficient to do it, to start it or not, detach yourself from emotions. So gather that money you want to go ahead and start investment. Talk to people. Now as you're moving to do that, please, whether you agree with me or not, if you gather information, if you gather funds and you don't do anything, you are burying your money. You, I'll say this, nothing happens until you sell something. Agree with me? Nothing happens until you sell or trade something. You want to do investments I say, God is an investor. Steve is an investor. Everything 
you must invest. You must save. Amen? And as, look at what I put up there. Before you start investing, all of us, we have credit cards. Pay off those credit cards. Pay off what? Yes. And I'll give you a hint. Start with the small ones first. Don't start the one with the big ones. Because they're, we're up to here in next. Start with the small ones first. Put them away. Because it's good to be fluid. Did you hear what, what I said? Fluid. Meaning, have a liquidity. Money is king. That's what they say out there. Money is king if you bring it into the kingdom of God. Also, because it can be used unto the uttermost ends of the earth. Pay off those credit cards. The word of God says, the rich rules over the poor. And the borrower is what? A servant. I don't want to be a servant to the lender, whether you like it or not. If you borrow more money on mortgage, you're a slave to the lender and we all borrow. All of us. But you know what? You don't have to borrow and stay borrowing. You have to get yourself out of it. And I pray for every one of us. It's not just of the few percentage that are are the upper echelon out there that have homes that are paid for. Yes, your homes can be paid for too. Pastor Allah showed us how to do that. Go back to that session. The nitty gritty of it, how to have a 15 year mortgage that's paid off in 10 years or 9 years and then you become somebody. You know what I heard also? Only 2% of Americans, which means all of us, have a home that's paid for. Ah, uh-huh. Look at the person to the right and to the left. Your home paid for. Uh-huh. They, they say you know. Tell them you have work to do. Go back to that message four weeks ago. Your home must be paid for. If it's not paid for, it must almost be paid for. Amen? Proverbs 13, 32, 22. A good man leaves, we shared this last week. A good man leaves inheritance for his children. Am I right? No, wrong. Wrong. Did Dami say it right? No, that money is for Josiah too. Hallelujah. He leaves money for what? Children's children. Any money you leave for your tops. If it's only for them, you flunked. It has to be enough for them. Ask Dr. K how he does it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> he has to be, you know, I think I need to take you to the Bible as I round up on this one. Can you give me Jeremiah 32, 8 through 17? Because some of us, you're probably saying, what is this man teaching us business seminar for? It's in the Bible. Some of these things you can't find out. The Bible is so rich, so packaged very well that everything is there. Even in this life, in this uncertainty, people of God, there are people in the Bible buying properties, buying investments. Ah, look at how they are looking at me. It's true. Let's read it. This guy was in jail. Because of his soul linked with, the, with God, somebody came in and told him, buy this property somewhere. If somebody in prison is buying property, and you we are sitting down here breathing air, you are not buying property. Uh-uh. And Pastor Steve is your pastor. I don't make me a failure. Amen? Listen to this. He says, then just as the Lord has said he would, my cousin, Hanamel, this is, he's talking about Jeremiah here. He says, came. Pastor Steve, you have listened to this before. Watch this. He says, came and visited me in the prison. In the prison. Just like, just think, think of it this way. Things are not going well. And always things may not go well. But watch this. 
He says, he came to me and he said, please buy my field. What is a field? Is that not a land? It's a property. He said, buy my field at Anathoth in the land of Benjamin. By law, you have the right to buy it before it's offered to someone else. You know, that's what they call first right of what? Of refusal. It's in the Bible. Read it. He said, before it is offered to anyone else, say, so buy it for yourself. And I knew that that message I had heard was from the Lord. That's why I said, commit your works unto the Lord. Always commit it to the Lord. That's the only way you will know whether it's for you. Because somebody will tell you to come and buy property. The property will take your money. You lose. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. For me, give me the next, next, <laughs> next, next verse, please. And so I bought the field. He bought the land. And I thought, he paid for it. What, let me just give you the gist. After he paid for it, what do you do after you buy a land? Where do you go? Go to the title company now. Isn't that what we do? Some of you have been buying without going to the title company. Ha. Hey. Mm. Pastor, now tell them. Oh. Hey. If you buy without going to the title company, do you know what they call 419? 419. Don't let them catch you. Please go through the title. Watch what this guy did. Because in those days, where they keep their documents, they keep it in a clay jar. A clay jar is a place, a safe place. That's what he's talking about. Keep moving. He said, I signed and sealed it. What did you see? Deed of purchase. That's your title. Before the witnesses, get witnesses to, to do it. Where are the silver? The money gave paid them. Next, uh, verse 11. Then I took the sealed deed and the unsealed copy of the deed, deed that you own it, which contained the terms. That's what deed contains, the terms that you used to buy and conditions of the purchase. And verse 12 tells us, and I handed them to Baruch. He took it to the title company. That's what he's saying. He handed them to Baruch, the son of Neriah, and grandson of Messiah, whatever that name is, can't even pronounce it. I did all this in the presence of my cousin, Hanameah, the witnesses who had signed the deed, and all the men in Judah and who were there in the courtyard. Short story. He went ahead and went into the title company and bought that land. You can buy land. You can buy investments. Don't just think because you... You know, Americans, they tell you, um, your home is your what? Your ma major investment. It's not just your home. I said it here before. Your home is number one. If you are not buying to have tenants in your properties, I can't drive you out of the world, but you are not there yet. So if you are just buying your home, you have just started. You have to be like Pastor La. You have to be like Pastor K. Pastor Steve. I'm sanctioning you again, second time. Your home is not just your major investment. That is the literal number one. When you start to buy investments out there, land, Yoruba people say that there's no one, if I got me, please help me if, I, if, I, if I'm wrong. He said there's no one that does investment with the land. That fails. Only could see any two by by Leshu to shake Stand up to your feet. Amen. Could see anybody to buy by Leshu to shake Meaning that you must go out there and buy properties, buy land. Land is endless. Go out there, buy properties. And I pray that as I've shared with you this morning, the Lord would imbibe it in your spirit, man. We will continue after Pastor Limide comes here that the Lord God Almighty would enlarge your heart to be able to receive and you go forth 
and do that which God is sending us to do in this place. Father, we just want to thank you. We bless your holy name. We've heard your word. We ask, oh Lord, that you will ignite our spirit man to step out as we are doing, taking up on this biblical financial matters, that you are Lord and our God, you will increase us in wisdom. Connect us with people that matter, people who will help us, people who will galvanize us, people who will incite us to be able to go forth in the shade with the information that we receive, that we may go out and invest and stand out because other people are standing. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every man, every woman, so far that you have had. May the Lord increase you in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to be able to go forth and do forth. May you be the excellency of the power that is invested in you by God. And may you be the excellency of that which God desires of you to do, to be able to step out and do in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. For in Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's give clap to God for this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for that which you have had. We appreciate your engagement with the biblical message on financial matters. Our hope is that by applying these teachings, positive changes will come to your financial situation. Stay connected with Pastor Steve Shoyebo across all social media channels and keep tuning in to our weekly podcast. Also, kindly consider sharing this valuable message with someone who might benefit. Thank you, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.